welcome to the Happy Gut Podcast. I'm Jamie Wagner, registered nurse and gut health coach. I believe that gut health is central to your health and well-being. On the Happy Gut Podcast, we talk about how the gut affects every aspect of your health, including your digestion, skin, hormones, mental health, mood, behavior, cravings, weight, and well, basically everything. If you're struggling in any of those areas, then you're in the right place. Or if you simply want to implement healthier habits so you can live more vibrantly, energetically, and joyfully for a longer time, then you're right where you need to be. On the Happy Gut Podcast, my goal is to empower you with science-backed information so you can fix your gut and live your best life. Let's dive into today's topic. Hi, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Happy Gut Podcast. I am so glad you're here. In this episode, I'm talking about nutrition and how it relates to gut health. Nutrition is a huge piece of the puzzle for improving your gut health, but it's not the only piece, so keep that in mind. But getting food foundations figured out and implemented into your daily life is a fantastic first step to take. Before getting started today, I want to remind you that I have a new course called Food Foundations that you can snag at www.itsjamiewagner.com food foundations or through the link in the show notes. This course has modules that go deep into nutrition for gut health, and it has resources and recipes to help get you on the right path. It's also at a discounted price as of right now, so hurry and grab it before that changes. Okay, now let's chat about why good nutrition is so vital for a healthy gut and a healthy body overall. I am a firm believer that food is medicine. In the modern diet, high in processed foods and low in whole nutrient-dense foods is killing us. No, really, I am not being dramatic. Our industrialized diet is the biggest killer on earth, even more than smoking. Food is powerful, and it can be harmful or healing. It's more than just calories or even macros. It provides instructions for our body's system and how it functions, and it can lead to disease or even reverse disease. Real whole foods have protein, fat, carbohydrates, as well as vitamins, minerals, fiber, and more, but they also have phytochemicals. Some phytochemicals include polyphenols, resveratrol, carotenoids, flavonoids, and more. These phytochemicals are essential to health and can even prevent diseases such as cancer, heart disease, obesity, depression, dementia, diabetes, and more. They can also reduce inflammation, help regulate your hormones, support your immune system, and more. So as you can imagine, they can help improve many symptoms that you might be experiencing. You might be wondering, if this is true, why aren't more doctors talking to patients about nutrition in their diets then? Unfortunately, the medical world is really behind in this area. Medical professionals get very minimal education in nutrition, but instead are taught pharmacology. What medication can we give for this disease? I'm not saying pharmacology isn't necessary at times, but I am saying that food is an underutilized and powerful tool in not just weight loss, but inflammation reduction, disease reversal, and longevity, living for a long time in a healthy body. When people change their diet for the better, they see improvements in their mental health, their blood sugar, and brain function, and symptoms like headaches, migraines, eczema, psoriasis, acne, fatigue, and more disappear. Autoimmune conditions clear up, memory and focus improves, even type 2 diabetes can be reversed, thyroid conditions are no longer an issue. Food can be a powerful medicine and can help you to heal your gut, 
lower inflammation, strengthen your immune system, balance your hormones, aid in detoxification, strengthen your muscular system and skeletal system, and more. Food feeds gut bacteria, both the good and the bad. The bad guys grow either if you're not eating enough food to feed the good guys, or if you're eating too many foods that are unfriendly to your gut. The good gut bacteria need fiber or prebiotics from food in order to thrive, as well as probiotics either from a supplement or fermented foods. Your gut also thrives when it gets certain nutrients like omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin A, zinc, magnesium, polyphenols, antioxidants, and more. There are, of course, foods that make it so your gut does not thrive, like too many starches and sugar, gluten, conventional dairy, inflammatory oils, and more. I'll go over some of that now. Refined carbohydrates like white bread, pasta, cereal, pizza dough, pastries, and even white rice are very quickly broken down to sugar in the body. These are also called simple carbohydrates and are often called empty calories because they provide very little nutritional value. They're lacking fiber, vitamins, minerals, and they cause a quick spike in blood sugar, and they don't provide lasting energy. This doesn't mean that all carbs are bad. I am not saying that at all, but refined carbohydrates are best to be kept at a minimum. Sugar is probably, in my opinion, the biggest issue for most people today. Sugar is found in many food products and even in some that you might not expect or realize. Sugar can be found in baked goods like cookies and cakes, cereal, soda, sports drinks, dairy products like yogurt and chocolate milk, candy bars, even protein and granola bars that are advertised as being healthy, granola, ketchup, snacks like fruit snacks and trail mix, and so much more. High sugar diets cause disrupted gut microbiomes, insulin resistance, inflammation, weight gain, and more. It's easy to become biologically addicted to sugar. Your body is actually wired to consume sugar whenever it gets the chance. Hunter-gatherers would jump at the chance to eat sweet things such as berries because it would be hard to find, and it helps to store fat. Now that we have sugar at our fingertips, it's causing us to store lots of fat. Sugar is addictive, and studies show that it can be just as addictive as cocaine, which is really scary. Studies have also shown that you actually go through physiologic withdrawal if you consume a lot of sugar and then suddenly cut it out, so it can be difficult to reduce it in the diet but it will greatly improve your health if you do. Bad gut bugs also thrive on sugar, so they can actually cause you to crave more of it so that they can continue to stay alive in your gut microbiome and keep the good gut bugs crowded out. Artificial sweeteners are also not ideal for a healthy gut and a healthy body. Studies show that artificial sweeteners like sucralose, saccharin, and aspartame can be just as bad or maybe even worse than regular sugar. They can negatively affect your gut health as well as your tolerance for glucose, leading to obesity, diabetes, and other issues. They can also be addictive, just like sugar. You've probably heard someone say they're addicted to diet soda. There is some truth to that. One study in rats showed that artificial sweeteners slowed down their metabolism and caused them to consume more calories and gain more weight compared to rats that had a diet with real sugar. Artificial sweeteners also trick your brain into thinking you're eating sugar, so your body releases insulin. Insulin is a fat storage hormone, and this causes your metabolism to slow down and your hunger to increase, so you can probably see where this is going. Alcohol sugars like erythritol and xylitol can also cause digestive discomfort. I actually noticed this when I started eating a certain brand of low-calorie, low-sugar ice cream. I knew it was too good to be true. I noticed I would get stomach aches most evenings, and I couldn't figure out why. 
I later realized that the particular brand sweetened the ice cream with erythritol, and it caused me abdominal discomfort. Once I stopped eating this brand, I felt better. This is why I don't trust the front of packaging, and I always, always, always read the ingredient label. Trans fats are another huge problem. They can be found in highly processed foods like certain cakes and cookies and muffins, other baked goods, even salad dressings, microwave popcorn, fried foods, and more. It's also found in margarines and low-fat spreads. Watch out for the word hydrogenated, such as partially hydrogenated fat or partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, as well as the word shortening. Trans fats increase inflammation in your body, which we know causes uncomfortable symptoms as well as disease. You're going to hear me talk a lot about inflammation on this podcast. This doesn't mean that all fats are bad. It's just best to consume high-quality fats like olive oil, real organic grass-fed butter, coconut products, avocados, etc. Alcohol is another common inflammatory product. Alcohol irritates your gut lining, can cause an imbalance of your gut bacteria, and can kill off good gut bugs. It's also high in unhealthy carbohydrates, which can cause weight gain and blood sugar issues. Personally, I've noticed that alcohol, even in small amounts, is a huge trigger for my skin condition and causes a lot of inflammation in my body. So these are just a few examples of the ways that foods that people commonly consume can negatively affect your gut health and lead to weight gain and disease. Remember when I said bad gut bugs can overgrow due to eating too much of the foods that are unfriendly to your gut or from not eating enough of the gut-friendly foods? This doesn't mean that you should cut out tons of foods and only eat chicken and broccoli. Please, please, please don't do that. What the standard American diet gets wrong is, well, a lot of things, but one is the lack of diversity in the diet. Think about how many different types of plants you've eaten this week. If it's only a few, even less than 10 or 15, that could cause some gut issues. Plants feed good gut bugs, and the more diverse your intake of plants is, the more diverse your gut flora will be. We want that. This leads to better health overall, as well as maintaining a healthy weight. I encourage myself and my clients to aim for at least 30 different plants per week, including vegetables, fruit, nuts, and seeds. This might sound like a lot and like it's hard to accomplish, but here's an example of how I might achieve this in a typical day. Let's say I start my day with a smoothie. Coconut milk, sunflower butter, frozen cauliflower, greens like spinach maybe, blueberries, blackberries, and cherries, as well as a spoonful of flax or chia seeds. That right there is eight different plants if you count the coconut from the coconut milk or the sunflower from the sunflower seed butter. Then for lunch, I make a salad with chicken breast, greens, arugula, cucumber, carrots, radishes, cabbage, mushrooms, pumpkin seeds, avocado, and then some olive oil with balsamic vinegar. That's at least nine new plants. We are already up to 17 in one day by lunchtime. Then I have an apple with nut butter or a handful of nuts for a snack. That's two more plants. For dinner, I make chili with tomatoes and tomato sauce, green beans, sweet potato, kidney beans, onion, garlic, red bell pepper, and ground beef. This is seriously a chili recipe that I would make. I'm not just making this up. That's seven more plants. We're up to 26 different plants in just one day. And that's not including herbs that I might add. So I will easily get to 30 by the end of the week. This might require some exploration and trying new things, and it can be difficult, especially if you consider yourself a picky eater. Trust me, I used to be a picky eater, but my palate has expanded as I've cut the processed foods and challenged myself to try new things. And there are foods out there that I didn't even know existed that I absolutely love. If you're listening to this episode and you realize it would benefit you to improve your nutrition, but you're still just not really sure where to start, my Food Foundations course would be a perfect next step. 
The course has 11 video modules looking really in-depth at nutrition for good gut health, as well as multiple PDF downloads, including a gut-friendly grocery guide to help you navigate the grocery store and make your grocery list, and loads of gut-friendly recipes so that you have the information and the tools you need to make changes. Again, you can find the link to that in the show notes or go to www.itsjamiewagner.com slash food dash foundations. You can also send me a message on Instagram at itsjamiewagner with any questions you have about the course. I hope this episode has helped you understand why nutrition is so vital to good gut health, as well as weight loss or weight maintenance, disease prevention, inflammation reduction, and living a long, healthy life. And I hope it's inspired you to make some changes so you can have less symptoms, more energy, better digestion, and a life where you can truly thrive. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Gut Podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. If you liked it, I'd love it if you could leave a positive review. I'd also love it if you shared it with your friends and family, maybe your coworkers, maybe your uh, barista, whoever. You can find all sources and a link to my website in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at It's Jamie Wagner. See you next time.